0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the podcast, each her own. Like Nevada, I'm also bad at counting. Danielle.
1: I'm that adorable dust bunny you keep forgetting about under your bed. Yay. Ronnie. <laughs>
0: Today, we are kind of recapping and decompressing after the election. We had to wait a little bit for the results. And so we're going to walk through some of the highs of the week, some of, no, we're really just going to stick with the highs (laughs) because everyone needs a really nice, positive, uplifting message. For full transparency, we're recording this on the 10th, so you guys are getting our up-to-date, most recent reactions, because, of course, the presidential race was called this last Saturday, so we wanted to record right away so we could really talk about the authentic emotions we're feeling right after the fact. I am excited to kind of chit-chat about it and really, like, sit down and talk about it because I haven't really done that a ton yet, so I'm ready to unbox all the emotions and feelings with you, Ronnie.
1: Yes. Guess what, Danielle? What? What?
0: The election
1: is over. She's done. We have
0: wrapped it up. No more campaign ads. No more nothing. No more phone calls. Yeah. It's done and dead. Unless you live in Georgia, in which case my heart goes out to you. But make sure you vote. (laughs) Anywho.
1: (laughs) I am just so relieved when I saw the message Saturday morning that The race had basically been called. I just had the sigh of relief and I've been super upbeat ever since like the whole campaign cycle in America takes so long. It takes so many days. And so it was like a weight had been lifted off and I started drinking right then and there.
0: (laughs) No, 100%. I didn't realize how much like underlying anxiety I was having about the election until... I got the message on Saturday that Biden was the projected winner by the Associated Press, who's been calling the election since like 1874, which is so fun. And once they called it, the instant relief I felt and just how much better I've been feeling since then is noticeable. And I knew I was nervous about it because I was constantly checking and waiting for new results. And it was such a exercise of my patience. However, once I got that and had that instant relief, like it's like I just it really felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. And it was such a thing like I had done what I could. I had voted, I had talked to the people I could talk to, I had donated in certain cases. So there was nothing more for me to do, but that waiting process was so hard and it was so tricky because there was a bit of a red mirage on election night because a lot of Trump supporters voted in person. And that just spiked my anxiety like you wouldn't believe. So Saturday morning was such a good day.
1: Yeah, I have not let myself really think about what it would be like if Biden won, because I was too scared to think about the opposite. When I voted in the 2016 election, I voted for Hillary. And I was so surprised about the results. So that was like a reality check for me. And so I've been like refraining from being too hopeful. And I think that's why the payoff ended up being so great. Like my expectations were so low. I really don't pay that much attention to polls. um, Mostly because I think the area you live in really shapes how you think it might go. And I live in a super conservative area. The county was like, I felt like I was the only Democratic vote here, which isn't true. But um Everywhere you go, there are Trump signs. And it was hard for me to realize the possibility of him not winning. It was my town where those Trump supporters drove the Biden campaign bus off the road.
0: It's very true that where you are and who you surround yourself makes certain results feel inevitable. And I remember we were talking maybe a month ago and I was like, I finally feel like he's gonna lose. Like it's over for him, he's gonna lose. And I said that and then I didn't believe it until Saturday. I was just trying to like cheer us up. And I didn't really believe it. And so and I didn't realize I didn't really believe it until like mm-hmm. Tuesday night happened. Then I was like, I didn't believe it at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well
0: But we kept the
1: We kept it going and you never know until the race is called, you know? So You can have all the confidence in the world, but it doesn't mean anything until the AP calls it, and they did. And the president of the United States, starting twenty twenty one, is Joseph R. Biden Jr., or as I like to call him, Joe Cool.
0: (laughs) Hooray! (laughs)
1: Yes, work. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so excited. The turnout this election was so crazy, it's estimated that 161 million people, Americans, cast a vote, which is the most ever, and young people make up a huge portion of that, which is so cool.
0: Yeah, so 15 million Americans turned old enough to vote in this election, Uh and a huge percentage of them actually registered and actually voted so some of this voter turnout has a lot to do with youth voter turnout, which is so, so exciting that people are getting engaged in politics that's going to affect the rest of their life. And I mean, children are our future. And these little woke babies are giving me hope. Yeah,
1: The demographics are really cool. I am struck by the, the Black population that voted for Biden is huge, 87% of Black people voted for him, I was surprised that Trump got a lot of the Latino vote.
0: I can tell you some of my explanation of that, not speaking as a Latina person at all, (laughs) but speaking as someone of Russian descent. Russians and Cubans and a lot of Latin countries have had a lot of issues with communism. And so they tend to be very, very conservative due to fears based on socialism's connection to communism. However, radical changes in governments are really scary for communities who have already seen that go to an extreme that was like very damaging. So I know some of my family is very conservative, and I think (laughs) that's one of the pushing factors. Mm. Um, And I think that is also something you're seeing in particularly the Cuban vote and a few other of the um, Latin populations. It's
1: fascinating. I also have been listening to a lot of poll analyses kind of post-election, and an interesting question that one of the journalists posed was like, is it that Biden lost the Latino vote or that Trump won it? Obviously, those kind of mean the same thing, but it was more of how is Trump able to invite them and get them excited to vote for him? And it might be because Hillary Clinton got a ton of the Latino vote because immigration was a really big topic during the last election. And immigration really wasn't as important this time around. Um, So that's another thing that they mentioned because the whole border with Mexico and the wall and everything like that, you didn't hear much about that this time around.
0: Yeah, but there's certainly huge issues going on with immigration. Like we have detention camps, we have whistleblower reports of unapproved, unasked for sterilization processes happening there, which is very, very concerning. So although immigration kind of got pushed down the list due to everything else happening, I don't think it should have been. I think it was a byproduct of the craziness.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's still definitely an issue. They like didn't even bring it up in the election. So I think that's also what's tough about all this. Like we're excited, but we can't tackle everything. But, you know, just because it wasn't um, acknowledged a lot doesn't mean nothing's going to happen.
0: What's really exciting is here we are on Tuesday. Monday morning, Joe Biden's transition team was already making big announcements. They announced their COVID task force. They announced who they're bringing on to their climate change team. So it's really exciting to see that they are already ready to get to work on these issues that were brought up throughout the primaries and throughout election season. So that's really optimistic. Some other fun things, some high points I would like to point out about the election. So as Ronnie said, we had the highest voter turnout in over a century. 70% of eligible adults voted. So not 70% of registered voters, but 70% of the entire adult population voted, which is huge. That's huge. We do not really get that engagement here. Additionally, six Native Americans are going to Congress. That is the most we have ever had, ever, which is crazy to think about because this land was not our land. Missouri elected their first Black woman who's going to Congress, Miss Cori Bush. New York is sending two Black gay uh, congressmen to Congress. Richie Torres and Mondaire Jones are both going to Congress. That means Congress now has nine openly gay members and some closeted members at you, Lindsey Graham. And additionally, it was a big day for legalization and decriminalization of drugs, which is really exciting. So um, medical marijuana passed in Mississippi and recreational marijuana passed in Montana, South Dakota, New Jersey and Arizona, which is a big thing, even if you're not a person who's into smoking, decriminalizing and legalizing certain drugs really, really helps reduce the amount of over-policing in the name of drugs on minority communities. So the war on drugs was a war on people of color. And so when we're seeing laws get passed like this, I think it's a really important first step to stop harming communities of color in the name of a war on drugs, which we all know is bull. So I think those are really big wins that I'm very excited about. Totally. I
1: want to name a few more of the women who are going into Congress. I'm super excited about this. You mentioned Cory Bush in Missouri, Washington State elected a Korean American woman, Marilyn Strickland, uh, and New Mexico's three-member delegation is made up entirely of women now, women of color. Deb Holland, Yvette Harrell and Teresa Leger Fernandez. That's really cool. And then the last one I jotted down is Cynthia Loomis is representing Wyoming in the Senate. So these are all like super great. I think that the, the most women are serving in Congress ever now. And I I still will note that women still make up under a quarter of the 535 seats in the House and the Senate altogether. But this is more than we've had before. And I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yes, we will have 127 women holding seats in Congress, um, which is the most we've ever had. And once again, this is something we talked about during our American Dream podcast about the importance of representation in government. Yeah. So minority representation and women being able to legislate is so important for underserved communities every governing body should look like America, every governing body should represent America. So it's so frustrating to think about how many white men are in Congress, and how that is underserving minority communities. So these are really big, really important wins. And I am so thankful for women who are putting themselves out there and running for office, because it is brutal. And it is more brutal if you are a woman. They will pick you apart mm. like you wouldn't believe. And those women are so brave and I'm so proud of them. Like that is, ugh oh, it just makes my heart happy.
1: Yeah, I'm super stoked. The work is not done yet and the the battle's not finished, but this is really important for making some moves. And during Kamala's speech, when they sort of accepted the fate of the results, She just gave such a like sweet, heartwarming chat and she said, I may be the first woman to hold the vice presidential seat, but girl, I will not be the last. We were like, yes, queen. Yes, queen. So that's also really cool. She checks so many boxes. (laughs) It's so cool. And then all of these young people who get to look at all of this representation, I really think that this is sort of in the midst of a paradigm shift. So
0: I'm stoked. Two other fast facts I would like to share. 99% of people who co-sponsored the Green New Deal to address climate change won re-election, and every single Democrat who came out in favor of Medicare for All won re-election. So I think those are really good check-in points for how progressive America is becoming. Um, So I think those are also big wins.
1: Feeling super optimistic. I am letting myself celebrate And it is tough with the news of the vaccine and the fact that the presidency won't be here for him for like 72 more days, something like that. We're hopeful right now. And there's a lot of planning going on with the administration. So I really think they'll be able to hit the ground running. But I wish they could just start tomorrow.
0: These 72 days are going to be long. And I think there is going to be some hijinks and buffoonery from the Trump administration. We're already seeing it. He fired Mike Esper today. But at the end of the day, I just don't care because it's over. Seriously, when I, I guess I just didn't realize that
1: every Trump sign felt like a microaggression. Like whenever I see them and they're all over, I am seeing some Biden-Harris signs as well. So that's cool. But all of the Trump signs when I'm on a walk trying to de-stress. I feel like they're attacking my serotonin levels. And now I noticed when I went on a walk this weekend, I saw the Trump signs and I kind of laughed and any frustration that I had built up, it was just like gone because it doesn't matter. What they are supporting isn't threatening me anymore. It's not. A constant reminder about the crippling state of the country. Like, I just have never felt so affected by an election, and it just feels so good to win.
0: I think it was an important election. I know there's a lot of analysis going on of like who won the election for Joe Biden and who, what demographic did the most, and blah, blah, blah. And like, obviously, statistics are super fun, but at the end of the day, we all did it. We all did it. I understand that with the electoral college, Colorado going blue didn't mean that much. Who cares? We all showed up, we all did the thing, we all voted, and we won. And it took everyone's participation, and the numbers were close, which is a little concerning about the state of America. But that being said, we already knew that was the case, given the fact that he won the last election. So that's not even that (laughs) shocking, we know there's work to do that's not new news but we all got together and we did it and it was not easy he got a lot yeah, of votes he did he
1: did and
0: democratic party did a really good job of bringing everyone into the fold this time so we could beat him and it took everyone it took the republicans voting blue for the first time it took the progressives holding their noses and voting for joe biden mm-hmm. it took the libertarian or third party people saying, you know what, this year we can't play that game and going ahead and voting blue. It took everyone. And of course, I mean, a huge shout out to the organization happening in Black communities. Stacey Abrams helped register almost a million voters for this election. Yes, yes. Turning Georgia blue. And it is so wonderful to see the fruits of that labor this time.
1: Yes. Biden got Wisconsin. Uh, Arizona, it's looking, it's looking good. So I'm, I'm super stoked. Another thing that sort of unified all the voters was our aversion to Trump. This election really was about Trump, like whether he gets to stay or not. So I, I hate that he has become, I hate that he's become so destructive, but he's like the example of what not to do. And I'm hopeful it can only go up from here, you know.
0: Two comments I would like to make to that. Aren't you excited that we can just ignore what he tweets now? Yes. He holds no power. We don't have to think about him ever again. He's done. It's over. Yes. He won't affect our lives anymore. And we can just forget about him. Tweet, tweet, mother. He can just (laughs) fade away. I don't care what you do. And secondly, it was 100% an election to get rid of Trump. I think more people were voting against Trump than voting for Biden, but I don't care because we got a good result at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, totally. Totally.
0: Additionally, Biden's a good person.
1: Totally. He's so sweet.
0: When he was saying we're going to restore decency and we're going to restore the soul of America, like I know they're political talking points, but at the same time, I genuinely believe he's a good man and I feel really relieved to have him in the White House, especially in comparison to Donald Trump. This is like his
1: fifth time running for president. Like he he knows what it's like to lose publicly. He ran in the 80s and uh, I think he sort of tried in the aughts and here we are, he got VP. I just rewatched the, like, the video of Obama giving him the Medal of Honor and it turned into a meme at the time. And I'm just so excited. They are bringing
0: dogs back to the White House. Hello. <laughs> Yes, I forgot we have our first rescue dog in the White House with Champ Biden. Our first dog is a rescue dog. So Champ and Major Biden are his two dogs. And I must say, I feel better that a man with dogs is leading the country. Totally agree. And uh, Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden,
1: is a professor. So we're going to have some smart, educated, educator women coming up. Goodbye, Betsy DeVos. Bye, boo. Think about the, the shift from Michelle Obama to Melania to Jill. Like, God, we
0: just lost a lot of time to do good things. I know. And I'm so excited to have an educator in the White House. I'm so excited to have a first lady who's going to maintain a job outside of being the first lady. I think that's really important. I think that's super meaningful. We've never had it before and it wasn't necessarily something I was like, oh, we should have this. But now that I know that she's gonna continue teaching, I'm just really excited for her. And I think that that's a meaningful statement. So let's hop on to Kamala because <gasps> let's, let's get real. That's all I wanna talk about.
1: Come, Kamala,
0: my girl. I would like to preface this by saying
1: that I saw the funniest tweet. It said, if you can pronounce Arnold Schwarzenegger, you can say Kamala Harris. I was like, yes, God.
0: (laughs) If you're not being sexist and racist, you can learn how to say Kamala. And let's get real, it's basically phonetic. Grow up. It sure is.
1: Just an emphasis on the syllable, that's all. But anyway, so excited. This is going to be crime. Her relationship with Joe, so cute. I love them. The pair, seeing them together, like they represent such different parts of America, but they are united politically. And that's like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard of.
0: I think my, so when they were in the primaries and she took him to task on the busing legislation that he had supported in the past, and she said, that was me. I was that brown kid. She read him to filth. And he said, you're 100% right. I'm wrong. And I want you on my team because you're going to keep me honest. And that is so amazing. Because we've seen Donald Trump who's, if you don't give me 100% loyalty, and if you're not going to be my yes man, I'm just going to get rid of you. And Joe Biden welcomed the criticism and brought her onto the team. And I think that she is such a crucial, crucial addition. And I am so excited to see a female VP. And I just think she is so wonderful and joyful and smart. And I think she's going to be one of the best VPs we've ever had. And I think that they're going to be an amazing partnership. (laughs) I'm just in love with her and so excited, happy, all of the above about her. If I may, how do you feel as an Indian American with her being our first VP that's a woman? Ah, I'm so excited.
1: I was super stoked when he chose her. From that moment, I was, I was incredibly hopeful and like on Biden's side. I usually vote Democrat anyway, and I would have voted for him over Donald Trump no matter what. But It was really cool, and that is the first time I ever felt represented politically. There are, like, no Indian politicians, it feels like. So to have an Indian American is just so great, and she's literally from, or her mom is from the same town that my mom's from, and so there's something super cool, and she got together with Mindy Kaling in this little cooking video, and all of the Indian Americans were, like, gushing on Twitter, so... It's just so cool. And then she's not only Indian American, she checks so many other boxes. And I loved the SNL acceptance speech that they did last Saturday, like right after the election. I was kind of shocked at how quickly they were able to pull that together and get that white suffragette suit. Oh, my gosh. Bravo. But it was so funny because Maya Rudolph was playing Kamala. And she kept pausing after every achievement. She's like, the first woman. Black. Indian. American. And it it just made me laugh because she really does check all those boxes. And something about her pausing and exaggerating the, just exaggerating the whole shebang of it worked because it's really not an exaggeration. It's like, this is actually a huge deal. And, oh, she's just so likable. She is a likable politician, don't you think?
0: She is so charismatic and joyful. Yes, joyful. I applaud her so much for it because I think women in male-dominated fields feel this need to be, I need to be 100% on top of everything. I need to be the smartest, best, fastest, everything. And she is just so comfortable with herself and she is so joyful with everything she does. And I can't get enough of it. I think she was the perfect choice. I really feel optimistic that Joe Biden's not gonna do a second term due to his age. That's the open <laughs> spirit. And she's the shoe in and I would be honored For her to be our first female president. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself, and we don't need to start talking about 2024, but that's what she's being primed for. And I would love to see it. I really, really hope that that's the future we see. And she just continues to amaze me in every possible way. She posted a video when she got the news and she calls Joe Biden. Yes. And she's clearly in workout gear. Minimal to no makeup, just casual, <laughs> and just says we did it, Joe, with such enthusiasm. Yeah, I can eat up everything she's doing, like truly.
1: I know, so cute. That call was so sweet. She's like, "You're the president of the United States," and it wasn't even really about her. It was like we did this, but she was she was actually congratulating him, which a lot of people are not doing right now. Um, and let us not forget that. Not only Donald Trump is fired, but so is Mike Pence. Yay! And forever will live in uh, fame. The Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Yep.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. speaking. <laughs> Just the confidence. Something I saw on Twitter with Kamala is a lot of women were posting pictures of their children watching her speech. And it all oh. made me so happy because it was all these little black and brown girls, or all these girls just in general, regardless of race, like just looking at the TV in amazement. And I felt that as an adult, like at 22 years old, I was just sitting there like, I didn't think I'd see this. Like, I really didn't. Um, So yeah, I'm very excited about her. It's so exciting. I listened to
1: this sort of New York Times special on the Daily where they interviewed a bunch of people's different reactions um, the day of the re- result reveal. And this one woman said she took her daughter, super young daughter, way too young to vote. She took her with her to the polls. And so when Kamala won, her daughter was like, I made that happen too. Like she was there and involved in the voting, which is so cute. Cause like I never did anything like that. But um, for this little girl to, to go and be a, exposed to the political process and then see it happen in her favor and see a woman who looks like her, like, I'm quaking. I hope everyone else is too. This is a big deal.
0: And listening through speeches and it being professional and coherent and not divisive, but unifying and hopeful, just, it was really important because we've had just we've been beaten down with his for four years and him just saying (laughs) absolute lies and just, I mean, truly tearing apart the country with his rhetoric and to have Joe Biden just be so professional and so welcoming. And so I am not a red state, blue state president. I am the president I am here to unify America. I'm going to work just as hard for the people who didn't vote for me as for the people who did. And after a whole (laughs) four years, not four years, I mean, let's get real, the campaign counts, five years of Donald Trump being the political center of everything, it was so refreshing to see professionals go to work. That is so true.
1: I have never been able to listen to donald trump talk and it's not just what he's saying it's how he's saying it and to hear these people who actually sound like they took eighth grade speech classes (laughs) like fabulous and then obviously they're much more experienced than that and then you mentioned how joyful they are and that is so true like There are so many videos online of both of them just smiling ear to ear. And I never see Trump smile. It looks like he is one Coke away from a heart attack. And uh, I I mean, Biden's the oldest president we've ever had. And he is smiling and he's like, you know, a little average Joe. And it's just kind of nice to see that because I'm sure they won't be smiling soon.
0: It's been a hard year and it being an election year, was a blessing and a curse. And it is so nice for some good news to come out of this nightmare of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that we got it together and we got him out. Now, next step, lock him up. Yeah. I mean, truly, without the protection of the presidency, he's going to be cha- facing major financial and major legal issues. And I hope it buries him. I hope he gets the full American COVID experience. He gets COVID. He loses his job. He's evicted from the White House. And uh, I don't wish this on any other American, but I hope somehow it leads him to prison. You know, it would not be that far-fetched
1: based on empirical evidence.
0: (laughs) You're not wrong. Well, do you have any other parting thoughts on the election? on Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, America. What I will say is
1: this is definitely worth celebrating. You know how sometimes you're like, don't act like you've been here before. It's not often that the president you want to win wins and celebrate it to the best of your ability, enjoy it. Stop being down on the polls for deceiving you. We still won. Woo. That was some shade at my boyfriend.
0: (laughs) That's the thing is like at the end of the day, it all came together and it all where it counted, it worked and where it mattered, it counted. And we're we're home free. It really feels like we are through we're through a lot of the issues. I don't even want to imagine what four more years of a Trump presidency would look like. And especially with COVID really ramping up right now and kind of getting borderline out of control in the United States, to have hope of national leadership and a national response so that we can go back to having our lives is such a meaningful thing. Yeah,
1: I feel like the priorities are straight. And I keep seeing posts, I've mostly deleted everyone on Facebook who... I just don't need, like, their bad energy in my life. But one of the posts I saw before I deleted this person said, like, well, if if Trump gets elected, and it looks like he will, don't be upset when gas prices double and healthcare this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't care if gas prices go up a little if people can have basic human rights. End of story. And also, like, I really doubt that this generation of people who elected Biden is going to become complacent if he starts, you know, swaying in the wrong direction. We're very vocal, and I think this is the start of, like, this cool uh, political activism. It's
0: simmering, and it's about to get even hotter. I feel a lot of optimism and a lot of hope, which is, I think, all we can ask for right now. Hallelujah. Do you have a hot take? Hot take.
1: (sighs) Yes. Daylight savings is starting to really piss me off. It's approximately midnight at 6 PM and I don't care for it. Also, it's only been around for like 200 years. Like it's really since the railroad system took over. So not sure why we have to keep this tradition either. And then Arizona doesn't do it, but so much of the world does. It's really complicated. Anyway, that's my hot take. F-
0: it. Turning back our clocks one hour was exhausting. If Trump won again, we'd have to turn them back a hundred years, and that would be so sad. <laughs> yes, I think daylight savings time. It needs to go. Need to go. Out out with Trump. Baby. While we're getting rid of stuff, I'd like to get rid of the Electoral College, but that's a whole nother podcast. In that vein though, Colorado voted that as a state we will give our electoral votes to whoever wins the popular vote and 14 states are trying to push that uh, through i don't really know the exact results at the moment but i mean if you get enough states to do it on a state level you don't even need to get rid of the electoral college if states decide individually that their votes will go to the popular vote you can effectively get rid of the electoral college by the republicans favorite (laughs) thing my hot take is that it's been a tough year not a hot take it's time for christmas music it's time for christmas time if anyone has any issue with me deciding that november 10th is the day to listen to christmas music go pound sand because it is happening i am about it i am ready for the holidays and the hope and the magic and the joy and i know it's almost entirely commercial and entirely fictional, and I don't care. This year we are leaning into it so hard, because I need it.
1: Yes, okay, what the F is up with these people who are so critical of someone's decoration timeframe? Like, what's up with that? I don't know, I just think of all the things to worry about. That's not one of them. And people, I think people just love to hate Christmas and uh, I don't know, just do you. It makes you happy, it makes me happy. Like spooky season, I was like the bomb, I celebrated it every day and I'm all about, I listen to Christmas music every once in a while just cause it gives you those warm and fuzzies. So I'm with you and if anyone's against us, you can go, you can just uh, disagree with us softly and go back to and put up your decorations when you want to cause That's how it works.
0: Yeah, do as you please. Mind your own business. Just stop caring so much about what other people do. I think a big key to happiness is minding your own damn business. I think my Christmas decorations are going up this weekend. And I'm not sorry
1: about it. Don't be. Lights and all. Oh, it just, any way you can fabricate happiness is fine with me. Yep, (laughs) that's what it is.
0: Fabricating happiness. If you can't make your own happiness, store-bought is fine. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah oh i just feel so good so fun i was definitely like a sore winner on saturday
0: we've been called snowflakes and liptards for four years i think we can be a little bit jerky about it
1: yeah we totally can all these uh, all these people i've had all these
0: arguments with it's just like no one even to argue anymore (laughs) shtick is up whether he concedes or not it doesn't matter it's over it's over it's done and I couldn't be bothered less. Oh, in other news,
1: I'd love to reevaluate our mascot. I don't love donkeys.
0: Oh, I thought you meant America. I was like, eagles are cool, though. Mm, eagles are eagles are fine. I like donkeys because they're stubborn and they're protective and they're very brave. Donkeys are very brave. And I really wish that our elected representatives would both be stubborn, brave, and protective. Ah, uh, very well
1: said. I'll say that uh, I hear an elephant never forgets, but I'm not gonna go down
0: that rabbit hole. You can find the gals over at To Each Her Own Pod, no capitals or spaces on Instagram. Shoot us a DM, tell us what you think about the election. Do as you please. We can go to sleep happy. Sweet dreams, America. Yeah. Just feeling confident that the system did what the system's supposed to do. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That we live in a country with free and fair elections and we can get rid of tyrants like Donald Trump. Just like that. Just in the nick of time, and by nick I mean a few weeks in counting. Just in the nick of time. Roughly two years too late, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a great talk.
1: Love ya. Love you. Too.